Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider free podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today? Today, our guest is Dave Fanoy, Paul. Dave needs no introduction, but out of courtesy and for maybe newbies to the industry, I'll introduce him anyway. Dave Fanoy is an award-winning voice actor, best known as the original voice of Hulu, or as dubbed by 40 million Hulu users, that Hulu guy. And for roles in more than 200 video games too, including, you may know him from this one, Lee Everett in The Walking Dead game. But his career includes a whole lot more than that. Commercials, TV promos, narration for Nat Geo, Discovery and and Science Channel. Um, He's also a highly sought after voiceover educator, conducting voiceover workshops in Los Angeles, Chicago, Atlanta, Las Vegas, um, San Francisco, Dallas, and the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London. I am so jealous. You need to tell (laughs) them about me. I want to go to London. Oh, boy. It's one of my favorite cities. Dave, welcome to the program. We're glad to have you. Thank you, Julie, my friend. Good to see you, or hear you, I should say. Yes, it's good to hear you too. Love your voice. By the way, it was great to see you when you came to Pensacola Comic Con last summer. What is it like to be a a star at an event like that? Um, Well, it can be both exhilarating and humbling. Uh, It's exhilarating when people are coming to your table and they recognize you from your work and they want your autograph. And sometimes uh, you have a fan that that, uh, just thinks you're such a great star that they're trembling. And then you're next to a table with a really big TV or movie star, and their line never ends. And uh, like like Adrian Paul, who I missed my chance to meet. uh, Like Adrian Paul. uh, I have had both. I was at one convention, big star at the next table, and his line never ended. Uh, My fans would come in fits and starts. They were just as enthusiastic. There just weren't that many of them. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure there were a lot, just maybe not as many. There were a lot, but not compared. Malcolm McDowell, and he had fans. His body of work goes from the 60s through now. Mm Mm-hmm. So there were just a lot of people that wanted to see him, and his line never ended. Yes. I would get people in line, and they'd, you know, that would dwindle, and I'd have, you know, a little while nobody was there. Then I'd have another 10 people. It's really wonderful when you realize that you have touched somebody's life in some way. When I started working in voiceover, I just wanted to work doing something I enjoyed, which I do. Uh, I never thought of it as particularly important work. And then sometimes you meet somebody who um, you've touched their life through a character you've played in a way that you could never imagine. I had a woman bring her son to me. He was autistic, and he had fits from time to time. And she said, the only thing that calms him down is your voice as Lee Everett. Wow, way so every cool. Now I, every now and then I send her a little MP3 uh, with me talking to him. So voiceover, like any other industry, has trends. I remember, okay, voiceover in the 80s, we were announcery and telling people what to do. Bye now. And then Lorenzo Music, the Garfield voice was in. Okay, then the 90s came, very conversational. Terry Apple, raspy sound, hottest thing since home base, which is the spot that put her on the map. What are you finding as the trends happening today? Well, the conversational thing is still there. We are still in a, um, an age of don't sell me, tell me, yes. share with me. A little bit of uh, I want to hear from somebody who reminds me of me. 
so just like the politics of today are very, very uh, tense, the same thing has kind of happened with voiceover. Uh, I mean, we have to live in this world. So people want to hear from somebody that they relate to. Uh, so you have to really, really know who you are and who you're talking to in that commercial. If the person listening doesn't feel like they have a connection, that's not good for that product. So right. got to be conversational and you got to know who you're talking to and what your relationship is with them and get that across that, hey, I am one of you. One of the things that I've noticed in the auditions that I get, and again, I don't do a lot of the stuff. I don't do promo and I don't do video games. So a lot of what we do, the genres are a little different, but I've noticed that for a commercial, a lot of the reads they're looking for now are, are more poetic or even the anthem read. You want to put your hand over your heart and sing the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, that kind of read. Have you seen that? Oh, I see it all the time. And I, uh, you know, when I'm teaching, that's one of the things I bring up, that anthem read. It, it's very popular now. You know, the, the old form of commercial was, here's the problem, here's the solution, call to action. Now we have uh, these anthem commercials, I think, fall into the lifestyle commercial. And they want to reinforce who they are and how they fit into your life. They want to give you an idea of what their history is and why you should want to uh, use that product or have them be a part of your life. Uh, you see this a lot with insurance companies and banks and whatnot that want to you know, give you a, a history of what they've done for their community or the country. And, and it works. It works. You know, one of the things I found with the more poetic read, which I'm seeing a lot, is I'll read through the whole script, and they might not even mention the name of the product or, or the company. Exactly. And I'm reading through the script, and I'm thinking, what in the world are they saying? <laughs> and how does this sell it? I mean, I look at it, and like, I can feel what they're saying. So I can do the audition because it's either inspirational, or there's a poetry to it, or, or, or whatever. But it's really weird because I'm thinking, who is it for? And again, what in the world are they saying? Well, yeah, I tell students all the time as a, as a voice actor, your job is to touch minds and hearts. You know, getting people to buy something now or try a product now is very different than the, hey, this is a great product. Come in and buy it. And we've got it on sale for you down at the corner of such and such and such and such. Mm -hmm. Now companies are trying to fit into your life. And one of the ways uh, are those anthems. Another thing they're doing are the, the crazy, wacky commercials that seem to have nothing to do with anything. And boom, and suddenly there's the product there. Or, or the, the commercial that you've got crazy people doing amazing things to try to get that product. Right. This has happened for a couple of reasons. One, our attention spans are so short. So you have to make commercials very, very entertaining. We all have VCRs and, you know, we can flip through the commercials if we like. They want to make them as entertaining as possible and hopefully something that you'll remember, you'll remember the product. So talking about the trends in the industry, has the video game industry changed as far as the voiceover sound they're looking for? Well, they want better and better and better acting. Now, the video game industry is fairly young compared to the rest of the entertainment industry. And we're really looking at uh, it, it, looking at it in its form now uh, started in the 90s, early 90s, mm -hmm. uh, where they started using voices and telling stories. Well, the story aspect of video games has only gotten better. 
the graphics are better, the music is better, the dialogue is better, the writing's better. And of course, you know, this is a, a, a revolution in entertainment because now you have the opportunity uh, as the audience to direct the story, what direction it's going yes, in. Yes, exactly. Uh, and you play that game over and over again and you may not get the same outcome ever again. So uh, voice acting has become very, very important. And uh, I kind of break it down into two styles of voice acting. One is what I call two-dimensional, where you get a character's voice and basic attitude, and then all his lines or her lines could be said to anybody. You'll have a series of greeting lines, a series of taunting lines, a series of attack lines, a series of I need help lines uh, that could be said to anybody. But the newer games, the games that are taking over, and some of them are even older games like uh, World of Warcraft that's been around for uh, almost 15 years, where story takes precedent and your character could be talking to any number of other characters uh, with varying kinds of, of relationships. Uh, so your, your range as an actor has to be better to be a voice in those games. What about pay for video games? I remember Grand Theft Auto came out and there was a, a, the big to-do because the talent only made a set fee of $100,000 when the game made millions. Are there residuals now? Who told you they made $100,000? It was on the news. It was a big... Okay, the, well, you know, the news is sometimes wrong. Uh, <laughs> so tell no. me the truth. We are actually, as, as uh, union voice actors... Uh, we are on strike against several of the game companies, even as we speak. Uh -huh. And it's for a number of different things. One, uh, safety in the workplace, which means protecting our voices. Right. Two, letting us know what games we're working on. Often uh, they keep that secret. You, you are auditioning under a, you know, this is Project X. Really? We'd like to know what we're working on. And one of the reasons they do that is if you know you're working on a huge game, if you know, you're going to ask for more money. Your agent's going to ask for more money. Mm -hmm. And three, we want uh, better pay. Video games are the biggest industry in entertainment. More money than music and movies combined. There has never been a movie that made a billion dollars in a day. We've had five or six games that have done that. So every other form of entertainment, movies, television, commercials, you get some form of residuals, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how often it's shown and so forth, or how long the commercial runs. But that is not the case in video games. Once again, the most money-making area of entertainment now, and they've been fighting any sort of remuneration for uh, games that do very, very well. And it would be an easy thing to do. It's based on sales. So not every game is going to do that well. If it doesn't do that well, great. You made your session fee and that's it. But if a game makes $10 billion. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the arguments is, well, you guys are making $800 a day as opposed to the $100,000. Well, you might only have that one session, or maybe you have a few sessions on a video game. But keep in mind, you know this, you're an actor. You don't work every day. Right, exactly. You know, um, one of the reasons you get residuals is because you don't work every day. We audition, we audition, we audition, we audition. We don't get it, we don't get it. And, oh, I got a booking. Well, most voice actors are working maybe once a week, sometimes uh, only once a month. Well, that $800 that you get for that session isn't really carrying you very far. Mm -hmm. And we would like to have the benefit of uh, residuals, just like the movie actors, the TV actors, the cartoon actors, and the commercial actors. 
How difficult is it for you as a talent? Uh, I know that you are all over the cause, but for you to strike and actually be having to turn down work for the cause, how much does that impact your personal life? Well, you know, fortunately, um, one, this is a very sane strike. We are only striking against about a dozen companies. Okay. And if you are part of a series that's been going on before the strike happened, they do not stop you from working on that series. We don't want to hurt the people who employ us. That's, that is not our point. We are not mad at them for what they do. We just want a fair share and to be protected. I have been working this whole time for the strike, just not for those particular companies. I see. My agent calls me up and, and said, oh yeah, your book did such and such. I'm like, are you sure this is okay? And they, no, we've checked it with the union. This is not one we're striking against, or this is a project that uh, you've been working on for a number of months. So this is kind of sane. Okay, that makes it a little easier on a talent. You're listening to the VoiceOver Insider podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to sign up for the free VoiceOver Insider at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Julie Williams talking to Dave Fenoy, a highly sought after voiceover talent and voiceover coach. When we come back, we'll find out the number one thing Dave recommends to people who want to voice video games. All right, we'll be right back after this short message. Julie Williams has been a voiceover coach for decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a VO career, refine their VO performance skills, develop winning demos and marketing plans and market themselves in voiceover. She's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches. But don't take our word for it. Let's hear what some of Julie's actual students have to say. Canopy Egyptian cotton sheets are designed to get softer every time you wash them, which makes your bed easier to sleep in and that much harder to leave. Why do people count on SunSweet prune juice to stay fit on the inside? It's made only from prunes, nothing else. It's a natural source of fiber and five essential vitamins. It's the smart choice for me. Stay fit on the inside. Healthy looking skin today, clearer skin tomorrow. Look at your palm and imagine it filled with soup. <laughs> oh, that's hot. Whew. Let's try a salad. Dentine Ice gets you to parties fashionably fresh. Roasted, baked, lightly sautéed, or even still alive. Turkey gobbles frantically. Just remember, eat healthy healthy and exercise or buy bigger undies your choice the university of nebraska medical center breakthroughs for life for some it means lying on a tropical beach i've been a successful full-time voiceover artist for a long time now and i've had other well-known coaches but really none can compare to julie what i love about julie's coaching is she gets down to the nitty-gritty right away no time wasted with abstract coaching techniques that can be hard to grasp and really ultimately don't improve the process. Now, Julie and I would be considered direct competition, but that hasn't changed a thing. She's there to help me and give me her best, which I've truly appreciated. She really cares about you as a person, which makes the coaching process so enjoyable. No intimidation, just encouragement. She's also exceptional with demo directing, and in very short order, I had a great variety of reads to include on two demos, which are working great for me, by the way. Julie will help you with all aspects of the voiceover business. Highly recommended. Julie isn't just a teacher who teaches during your time together. She's a coach who guides you through every step of your career according to your specific needs. You can find out more about Julie Williams Coaching at juliewilliamscoaches.com or by emailing her directly at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. 
And now, a few final words from Julie and her guest. Thank you for joining us today. We're talking to Dave Fenoy. Dave, what is the number one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who wants to work in video games? Take some acting classes. <laughs> yeah, I know a there's very a lot of acting. Teacher. It's all acting. Uh, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, I think voiceover, for the most part, is acting. But the more varied the roles you're playing, the better your acting skills have to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a, a disc jockey, you get your disc jockey voice and your disc jockey attitude and you can do that. If you're a newscaster, you know, you're, you're doing that serious thing. And then maybe, you know, if you like fluffy stories, but you're still kind of you. Once you go into the realm of video games, the acting style is much more like movies or television. Right. We tend to lean a little bit more dramatic than typical voiceover work. It came out of animation, but it has kind of divided. They've gone their separate ways. Animation typically goes for the funny. Video games go for the drama more. That's you know rule of thumb. That doesn't mean there's not comedy in video games, uh, certainly. But you have to have your acting skills up. You have to be able to connect with your character. And how in video games, I hear so much yelling and, and you were talking about part of the strike is, is protecting your voice. What is it that you find yourself doing and how can they help remedy that? Well, uh, there's, you know, you're dying, you're getting shot, you're getting cut up, you're, you're, you're battling, the, all those things are happening in video games. And uh, you can be doing a lot of shouting while you're doing that. Imagine being in one of the war games and you're shouting at your compatriots here and there, hey, it's over there, oh, it's a bomb coming, look out, ah! oh no! Ah! You know, all of those <laughs> things that are happening. And now imagine doing that at full volume for four hours. Right. The next day, you don't have a voice. Exactly. What we would like to see happen is cut those sessions down to two hours. We'll mm-hmm. shout for two hours. It's still not <laughs> the best thing for your voice. But I, I recall uh, years ago, I did a, a, a game. Uh, it was a pod racer game. I, it was a five-hour session. The whole thing was shouted because you are in the race. Yeah. And uh, it's also in Hutties, the language of Jabba the Hut. And at the end of that five-hour session, I couldn't talk for the next week. I was wow. supposed to do an announce for an ESPN sports show a few days later. I couldn't do it. I had to cancel. Oh, Guess no. What? That producer has never hired me again. It's not my fault. But I've literally lost out on thousands and thousands of dollars from a client that decided not to work with me again because I caused him a problem. Right. Well, that video game caused me a problem. And that's not to say I didn't want to do it. I loved doing it. I love being able to, oh, yeah, I'm on this game. I do the whole thing in Hatties. Mm-hmm. But it probably should have been done over the course of a few sessions as opposed to one big five-hour session. Those are the kinds of things that we're looking at to save our voices. You also teach voiceovers. In fact, I met you in person for the first time when we were both teaching at a huge voiceover conference. When it comes to teaching, what are your specialties? Is it video games that you mostly teach? Well, that is a a niche that I've kind of carved out for myself, but I, I teach it all. Commercial, promo, animation, and video games. But because I've been in so many video games, because I've been awarded prizes, in video games, IMDB named me one of the 20 best male game voices of all time. Yay. I have some credibility. And I believe and have seen it happen. If I work with you, you will get better. Uh, not, not everybody starts at the same place. 
but uh, no matter who I'm working with, they're going to get better. And I've had people come back to me, wow, I wasn't booking. I didn't know why. I thought I sounded great. I worked with you for a while and suddenly it has started to click. One of the things that happens with video games is it's all on the page and you're working by yourself in a studio, just you and a microphone, uh, especially when you're auditioning. Mm -hmm. But the games themselves have lots of action. There's lots going on. And sometimes you don't necessarily connect with the action with your voice. So one of the things I teach is how to bring more life and connection with your character and the scenarios that are surrounding your character while these lines are going on so that you bring more life to it. Right. Dave, thank you for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you again in the future on the podcast, if you'd be willing to be with us. Oh, I would love to. Can, can I pitch something right quick? Were you going to talk about the webinar? I was just about to ask you about the webinar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Good. Tell um, me about, and you've got the webinar coming up, what, in January? Coming up, it starts January 9th. And the reason I'm doing the webinar is I, I've been uh, running around the country and the world teaching voice acting for video games. And I kept getting people, oh, man, I can't make it. I can't make it. Could you do it online? So now I am. It's going to be four weeks, two and a half hours each session. I'm only going to be working with eight people, but we will have flies on the wall because uh, those are people who can sign up for much less money and they'll get to see and hear it all, although I won't be directing them. But you will learn my techniques for bringing a character to life. If you go to the website, DaveFenoyVOForGames.com, then go to the website and you can sign up as one of the eight. We do have a couple of folks who've already claimed their spots. And we just announced this, I think, just a few days ago. But you can sign up as a participant or as a fly on the wall. Everyone will get a 92-page, what I call the, the webinar companion, that has all the instruction in it and the copy. So everybody gets that. And, of course, once again, working with only eight people Uh, And everybody will get at least three reads uh, per session. I promise that once you're done, you will be a much better voice actor. I believe that with all my heart. That wraps it up for today's Voice Over Insider podcast. We've been talking with Dave Fenoy. And next week, we'll be talking to Rodney Salisbury. So be sure to join us then. Oh, my buddy Rodney. Tell him I said hi. You got it. We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at morningjoy at voeditor.com. And of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.